Somebody should have told me it would be like this, be like this, be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this, yeah. Life is a balance. You lose your grip, you can slip into an abyss. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. There was a time when this nigga was my hero, maybe. That's the reason why his fall from grace is hard to take. Cause I believed him when he said his shit was pure, ain't he? The type of nigga swear he real, but all around us fake. The women, the dick riders, you know the yes men. Nobody with the balls to say something to contest them. So he grows out of control. Until the person that he truly was all along is starting to show them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of No Boundaries, where facts are facts and the opinions, they just kind of hurt people's feelings. Like a mug. You know who this guy is. You know, you know who, who I, I am, am. Unfortunately. That's cool. <laughs> hey, man. R.I.P. Fidel Castro. Hey, or that. should I want him to rest in peace or should I want him to rest in hell? <sighs> How do you feel about Castro is a better question because some people look at him one way some people look at him another way well you're lucky I'm here to educate people no 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 seriously I mean I was very very curious of the put like this it's pretty simple to see the type of people that don't like Fidel Castro conservatives don't like Fidel Castro liberals do I got that off the bat only people like Nas, Obama, people in Hollywood are the ones wearing, you know, Che Guevara shirts and, you know, supporting, you know, the communist regime that was in Cuba. And obviously they love movies like Scarface and they even made a, a Che movie and they have like Castro to be depicted as this great hero. Mm-hmm. Conservatives look at it like, you know, the dude was a, was a demon, he was a monster, he was this, he was that. Let me tell you something, though. Conservatives like Bush, Trump, um, uh, Reagan, these people look at what Fidel Castro did in Cuba, and they're like, look at how he treats his people. He treats his people like garbage. He won't even let his people buy buy a Monopoly board game. They can't even buy, you know, toothpaste. They can't make more than $20 a month, $10 a month. There is no true capitalism in that country. There is no, the, their uh, their leaders don't even believe in, you know, freedom of speech. If you're homosexual out there, you'll get killed. Let me tell you something. Conservatives have a, especially American conservatives, they have a tendency to worry about what's going on everywhere fucking everywhere. else. They have so much compassion for shit that's going on in Afghanistan, shit that's going on in Germany, shit that's going on in Cuba. But the black people here that are getting killed, they have no compassion for. So it kind of makes me say, okay, hold on. Y'all so worried about how Fidel Castro treating his people, but how are you treating the people out here that have hyphenated American behind their name. Because no matter what you say, you're African-American, Chinese-American, whatever American, you're still an American, and conservatives can give a fuck about you unless you're a Caucasian-American. So that's my thing. 
rest in peace, Fidel Castro, because no matter what you say, if you look back in your history, Fidel Castro, he played baseball. He, he, he came to America. and Signed to the Pirates. And he was disgusted by what he saw in America. And who did who who did him and Che have a um have you know ties to Martin Luther King because they felt like I don't like the way y'all black people are being treated out here. But then you'll catch Fox News or somebody saying, Oh, Che and and um they ain't like black people. First of all, if you're a Cuban, you got black lineage in you somewhere. So let's stop that nonsense right now. You know what I'm saying? So there are plenty of But if you don't know anything about Cuba Exactly. You, there are Afro-Cubans out there all over the place. If you look at, man, there is, no matter what anybody says, I understand I understand this. Che was a, a horrible person. Castro, they were horrible people. They killed people. Uh, I believe Castro had Che uh, killed because Che started taking it too far. He was killing children, killing women. I understand that. But guess what? El Che is still a, a, a iconic symbol. You can go outside right now, probably go somewhere and see see somebody wearing his shirt. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that people do that is because they knew that with Che and Castro and them, what they were fighting for, they knew that they fought, they felt like they were fighting for something that was right. Hitler was fighting for something he thought was right too. And you always going to have somebody fighting for something that they think is right, but they just go about it the wrong way. Once you start murdering and killing people, hold on, let me, hold on, let me stop. Because Christians did that too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Thing about it is, <laughs> Castro overthrew Batista, who was democratically elected, but didn't act like it was a democracy. So Fidel put a bullet in his head. Boom. All right, cool. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run the country, but y'all can do y'all little elections or whatever. So basically, he set up, he set up his dictatorship under false pretenses. Mm -hmm. And then from the outside looking in... Especially, especially tourist parts of, of Cuba, such as Havana mm -hmm. and stuff. America, oh, Cuba looks great. Cuba looks great. But I talked to my homegirl about it, who, who's of Cuban descent. She's like, you know, I had to send my family soap because they had monopolies on soap. Like, a doctor and a baker, a doctor could only make $100 a month. A baker could maybe make $25 a month. So you had skilled people. She told me that, like, they didn't have proper medical supplies. Like she had to, she had to go buy medicine from Mexico, send it to Canada, and then have it sent from Canada to Cuba just to make sure her family stays healthy because that of all the really trade. Drastic. It's drastic because of all the trade embargoes, and then Castro isn't giving the doctors who are qualified because there's a ninety nine percent literacy rate in Cuba, so they can read, they're qualified, they're going to school, but they don't have the supplies. To take care of their own people. And the health care, the health care is good out there, they say? The health is, you have the personnel, you don't have the equipment. So, it's 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 not that great. They don't have a high suicide rate out there. I, I was just, ran, I randomly looked that up, and I'm like, if a place is so horrible, if you look at like the top 25 countries that have a high suicide rate, it's it's crazy the ones that you're going to see, like South Korea, Sri Lanka, and like places like this, like they got a high suicide rate. For what reason? I would think that economy's terrible. It's terrible living out there. But cl clearly, Cubans seem to be, they seem to be fine. I mean, there's, a, the there's, a, there's a sense of loyalty from what I got talking to her in the Cuban family. They, st they, they, praise, they praise Che to this day. Like, in their, in their Pledge of Allegiance, they still praise, they, they praise Che to this day. And with that sense of loyalty, you don't want to leave your family hanging. 
So you 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 you're not committing the suicides or, or doing anything because you have a that family a family sense. to take care of. You have this sense of family, a strong sense of family, and you just can't go and kill Castro because he cleaned out the guns. Him and his military have the guns. You gun, just can't walk gun, up and gun free zone. You just can't walk up and stab Castro like you know people gonna see you coming from a mile away. Granted, you shoot him, but there are no guns. So at all this is happening, Castro he's making people disappear. Any anti-Cuban sentiment, any kind of anti-nationalism, you disappear, or you you go in front of a, a firing squad. So, so when, he was anti-democracy, right? Him and he was anti-democracy. He took his stage, he took his stance as the leader of Cuba, saying that it wasn't a true democracy to return democracy to the people. But then he went in as a dictatorship, and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take back control of the country, and I'm gonna give it to the people." I'm, I'm gonna give you the land. I'm gonna give the land to the people. But at the same time, you're not giving the land to the people because the state owns the land, and so you're not giving it to the people. You're just saying, okay, you can work this land. You can live here on this land. You don't own it. You're just on it, basically. And then in Cuba, let's say, let's say you are a skilled writer, like, oh, I could write books. I could write books. Basically, you remember Divergent, where you go in there and they say, oh, you're you're this or or yep, you're that. Yep. That's what Cuba was. I don't care if you're good at writing, you're gonna be a farmer. That's that's what you that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take this test. Test says you you're a farmer. Hitler did the same thing with the with the people he brought in. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he would get rid of people that weren't that didn't have a skill. He just got rid of them. Like if you if you were something like a teacher, he would get rid of you. He was like, we don't need teachers. We need people that can use their hands. You know what I'm saying? So, no matter what, if I'm not mistaken, he uh, that uh, motherfucking um. Castro had ties to Russia and Germany, and I think he got a lot of his learnings and his teachings from them, and that's how he operated based off of how they did things. But I think Che kind of came in and was like, nah, they're trying to use you, bro. Like, do it this way. And I think Che had so much loyalty to the party that, like I said, he took it too far. But, I mean, it's still, it's, let's just get back to the fact that the left praises him and mm -hmm. the right hates him. And I just feel like it's it's amazing to me how in this world that we live in, no matter what, we're always going to be divided. That's the scariest thing to me because no matter how much good you're trying to do, somebody is going to disagree with you. And I was thinking about that today because I was like, man, we really can't get in line with anything 100% in this world. Because if you step outside, a million people step outside. In on June first, out of those a million people, somebody's gonna complain that it's too hot. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Somebody isn't gonna like the heat. Somebody's gonna like the heat. Somebody might say it's cold. You know what I'm saying. Somebody might say it's humid. It's like human nature isn't built, isn't constructed for us to all agree. And it seems like I just have to ask myself, what are we fighting for? Because we're never truly going to be one. Peace is not peace is not possible. No, it's not. It's always going to be something or someone that has a problem with a something. A problem. Like, I kind of feel like we always say facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. But it's so crazy that when you think about it, when you think about a fact and you think about an opinion, a lot of times an opinion is just an opinion of a fact. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like people will sit there and argue a fact with you. Like it's a you will, you will sit there and say, "Oh, James Harden had a triple double last night against Golden State, but, oh, it was, but he ain't do it against Cleveland." But it was weak. 
Yeah, it was, it was he, triple double. He, he only he, had eleven assists. He only had eleven. He he barely got the rebounds. He got ten rebounds. Like a triple double is a triple double. Exactly, but people can't agree to that, and I feel like that's some type of inner psychosis. It has to be. Humans have to be psychotic to sit there and be like, Castro was a good person. I can sit here and tell you Castro might have good intentions, but what you say about good intentions? You said something about good intentions. Every good intention is something, something fucked up. You said something I didn't like. I probably, I probably said some, some, you some, said some, fly some deep shit. shit. No, it probably wasn't fly. It was probably deep. No good intention goes unpunished or some shit like I, that. I've said no, no good, good deed, deed goes, goes unpunished. unpunished. You know what I'm saying? So he might have had good intentions just like Che, just like anybody that had that's aligned with any communist or socialist or fascist party. They think that they're leading the country or they're leading their team in the right direction, but it's they're not doing it in the right fashion. They're right. not doing it in it's, the right way. It's not it's not what you thought it was once you got to that point. And, and that's probably he probably was like, I probably can put the, the, the country back in the hands of the people. But then you probably got to say, These people ain't gonna act right. These people are I, idiots. I, 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 I gotta tell them what to do. Exactly. And so I'm going to tell them what to do. No, you're you're you wait. You're saying there's there's a problem with this part of Cuba. Don't worry about it. You're out of here. Cause people, that's it. That's that's crazy. Cause and it just makes me think people have to realize that ISIS thinks they're doing good. When Muslims go out there and destroy countries and destroy, uh, go to Paris and they do what they do. They do their damage. They think they're doing good. They think they're doing it for Allah. And that's crazy to me because you got this one person that's, that's that basically I would say started ISIS. There's always one figurehead, and it's like, oh yeah, I had I had deep communication with I um, with Allah. Allah told me to do this, and that I would lead a nation of many as my disciples, and we're gonna take over Ooh, that this like. Say let, let me stop, man. Let me stop. Let me stop. I don't want to get struck down by lightning. Say, man, <laughs> 2016 claimed a lot of lives, <laughs> B. It really did. Claimed it really a did. Lot of lives, B. It really did. It's claiming. It's claiming. It's still claiming lives, man. Like J. Cole, see, J. Cole, damn to claim Kanye life. I don't. I, I personally don't. I think what's funny about the J. Cole is that one. Let me just put this out there. I respect J. Cole. I like J. Cole. But I, with, with some of my people that I like, you know, talk to behind the scenes, I do find J. Cole at times kind of boring. Just like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Drake. Um, I think J. Cole has good intentions as well. I feel like he tries to restore hip-hop to what it needs to be. Whatever he's saying, it has substance in it. Uh, I prefer rapid, fast J. Cole. When any J. Cole get on a beat, he start going fast. I, I, I like that J. Cole because it's more animated. It's a lot more dope. He's, not trying, he's not trying to drop this, this intellectual. Too much knowledge. And if he knowledge. is dropping knowledge in those fast verses, you got to keep up. Yeah. But I like that J. Cole. You, you like to think about your music. Exactly. And that's why I like him and Kendrick together because Kendrick is a lot more animated. And I think Kendrick makes him step his game up. Now, with False Prophets, what I think a lot of people are failing to realize is... The song is called False Prophets. We don't know when he recorded the song, but I guarantee you when he recorded the song, it was in general. I don't think he's dissing anybody. I, that's just my, that's just me. I don't think he's dissing, because if you think about it, if you really think about False Prophets, that shoe fits so many rappers. It's scary how many rappers that shoe fits, and people don't like to admit that their favorite artist doesn't write his raps. I know you're the biggest Jay-Z fan, but you can ask JJ. I've been hating on Jay-Z for days. I've been, <laughs> I've been hating on Jay-Z for ever since American Gangsta. I tell niggas all the time. I don't think he wrote American Gangsta. I say that all the time. I don't see why not. I'm, I'm he's, just, he's, he's capable. 
The blueprint, the blueprint of the Black Album should let you know he's capable. Man, come on now. Black Album, Black Album was his, was the last thing that I felt was actually Jay Z, and he didn't write it. He don't write his music. Say, man, he we, don't write his music, we, bro. You're not gonna get we can, we can throw blows on this. We can, we can't we come can't up, we can't blows come to blows on this. Can, we can throw blows on this, bro. We could get down to this. We, we could get. <laughs> I'm down. just letting you know that I feel like you can question every rapper. It's oh yeah, oh oh beyond the shadow of a doubt. So, yeah. like even when you when, when you watch the Fade to Black documentary, mm-hmm. you'll see that um, the Lucifer song Kanye had the song. Most of the verse was Kanye's. Mm-hmm. He might have just took the verse and tweaked it, which is a lot of what Kanye has been doing lately too. Kanye. Taking verses and tweak. He'll get he'll get a part of a push verse, part of a Big Sean verse, part of a side high verse, and he'll call he'll put them all together, throw in a couple of lines, and that was his verse all of Since a sudden. Since eight oh eight and heartbreaks, I kind of felt like Kanye literally was just like, you know what, I'm rich now. I don't have to put a lot of thought into my music as far as the word side. I'm gonna still give all of my heart into the production because his production has never really changed. No. He still has that same bobbity bop bat type of sound. You know Kanye's sound, but Kanye's delivery has changed from 2008 to 2016. He, he's not college late registration graduation he is not, guy. He is a lot more Travis Scott, Big Sean than anything nowadays, and and it's it's, it's, it's kind of like like everything Dr. Dre's did since. Maybe his first album. And, it's and like, you could put you, Dr. Dre in that you box. You look at it and he's like, that's definitely an Eminem verse. You even spit it like Eminem would spit his verse. And we never know what J. Cole knows behind the scenes. We don't. We don't know if he figured out, oh, damn, Nas don't write his own shit. Which would be hard to believe, but we don't know that. But wait, 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 wait. How is it hard for you to believe Nas don't write his shit, but it's easy for you to believe Jay-Z don't write his shit? Because that nigga Nas is boring, and he's always rapping exactly <laughs> the same. That nigga Nas been rapping the same since 96. I mean, since 94. I'm just saying. Jay-Z done switched up on us a little bit. Hawaiian Sophie to fucking Blue Magic. That nigga swagged and changed. But I think I think that's progression of his life. Yeah, like in '96 when Reasonable Doubt dropped, nigga was still selling dope. Like that was, it was still heavy in drugs. Now you, now you, you talk about Tom Ford's and having all this kind of different art, the Basquiat's and stuff on your wall. Where'd that come your from? Life now, where'd that come from? That's your life now. You, you said that's his life, but how easy do you think that was? What that was to just implement his raps like that? He just, I, matter of fact, not only how easy was that to implement his raps. Why how did that become his life? Like, why all of a sudden you just want to just get into that? Because, because you're not, you're we not know why for drugs anymore. We know, you're, you're but he still part. talks about it. Blue Magic is about dope. How, but American Gangster is what, 2006? Yeah. That's what? Three years after Black uh, Black Album? Three years after Black Album? But he still talk about dope now. Black Album. Pusha T still talk about dope. He ain't taking cocaine in 20 years. This is very true. Come this on, is very man. true. Boy, very he's true. seen an ounce of powder. And he should in twenty years. Say, but I love push. That nigga need to stop. Push, push. Drug talk is on another level. On a whole other level. Him and Rick Ross to me, it can't be touched. Rick Ross to talk about dope, and you know them niggas ain't seen dope in I don't know how long. But back to the point. My thing is, I know why Pharrell and Nas got into a lot of shit they got into because they were introduced to Khalees, and Khalees put them on a lot of shit. I really don't see who would have probably put Jay Z on shit. I don't think Beyonce put Jay Z on a lot of shit. I don't just don't. I think Beyonce learned more from Jay Z than Jay Z learned from Beyonce. Personally, personally, but I think I think Dame might have put Jay Z on a lot of stuff because Dame was a hustler. 
He, he, was. he was a hustler and, and a, he's a, a Harlem and he's a Harlem cat. A Harlem he wants cats to be are extra flashy. Fly, yeah, guess, Harlem yes. cats are flashy. So he was probably on what whatever. What what is the new stuff I can be on that these cats from projects ain't on? That you know what are what are what are the white people on? What are the Leo Cohen's on that I can that I can get? Maybe. Other people that I'm could reaching put them on. I'm stuff. reaching. I'm True. reaching. But, True. You know, it's I just I just kind of feel like no matter what, as a writer, you're gonna get writer's block. Oh, yeah. as a rich writer. You don't have to get writer's block. What are we looking at? 15 tracks, three verses each? Bro. That's a lot. And he has another album coming out. Who? Jay-Z. That's, that's what the rumor is. Yeah, I mean, I know it's going to happen eventually. I mean, he don't got to write it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, bro, this nigga Drake ain't even 30 yet. He got niggas writing his shit. So what is so hard to believe that? This is, this, is, this is not so hard to believe. Like, But you can see, like you mentioned, you see the decline in Jay-Z album. Yes, especially King, the Kingdom Come for me was a decline. Well, even even when you talk, even when they interviewed him about Kingdom Come, he's like, "That was my first time back after three years. I tried to write. I, I, that was the first time I was actually writing albums. Like I was had pen and pad, and, and it, it did sound rehearsed. It was a rehearsed album. It had, you know, you it was had very commercial too. Yeah, it was very commercial. Um, but once again, I kind of feel like J Cole was having fun with a track. And he was prophesizing something, and who, like I said, who knows when he? Even to me, false prophets sounds like sounds like get off my dick. You know, like like you you just out there shooting slugs. You're not aiming at nobody in particular. Yeah. You just out there firing off. Andre three thousand even had a verse where he said, you know, he was talking about how man, you buy your you buy your uh, favorite rapper, you know, new record, and that hoe ain't jamming like you thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? I done bought Lupe Lupe albums that I didn't care for. I done bought Kid Cudi albums that I didn't care for. It happens. And with and with Cole, if he's gonna take that shot, I don't think he's afraid to say names. Even even when he did the whole, he, you know, Iggy Justin Timberlake line, you know, he he's gonna take he gonna shot. take names. But it's but that's why I was talking about. It. I was like, hey, we might want we could sit here and say uh, J Cole don't need features. He don't need to drop singles. But I'm sorry, this tops anything. You drop a beef record, there's no single that tops a beef and, record and even, in today's age. And even if it's not a beef record. We we brought it up. We we brought it up. A beef up, you know. All you do is drop a bug. J Cole knew this was gonna happen. Hit hit, hit an interview, man. You know, somebody in his squad. Oh boy, man, who Cole talking about? Man, no, like like that enough, right there. People start people. What is it? You you tell a rumor to one person, and you you know you let it go for three or four days. It's completely different. You know, you just drop a bug out there. It's all marketing. It's all marketing. You can go back and listen to who that. Yeah. And when you listen to Who That, I feel like people fail to realize that original hip-hop was always, nigga, I'm doper than you. And that's how you got on the track. Because if you listen to Who That, that nigga like, Who That got that fire. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, I'm that nigga. Anytime Big Sean and J. Cole and them or Kendrick get on the mic, that's one thing I appreciate appreciate about them niggas. They get on the mic, they like, nigga, I got that heat. Even, even, I am the best rapper alive. Even, even with the Big Sean and Kendrick on the control, they was like, oh, you know, how you feel about Kendrick versus Kendrick? Sean said, like, I thought my verse was dope. Really, though? I thought my verse, I mean, I, I ain't about, about that, his, nigga. My, my verse was dope. I, I thought I had hit after hit like it. You know, that's that's for us that's, to digest that's it and everything. That's yeah, real hip hop. And like, even, even, even Jay-Z said, you know, okay, Eminem killed me on a track. Kanye killed me on the track. How many tracks have I killed people on? Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take some L's. You're going to take some L's. Especially in 2016. Yeah. 2016 is the year of the L. And whoever about to take this, if, if J. Cole does put this L on somebody, 
they gonna take it because they ain't gonna have much time to, to, to come back with it. Let, let me tell you, taking an L, whoever decided to drop on December 9th, too. Uh, they taking an L because I've already pre ordered the album. Like, you take a lot of people have, and it was gonna happen regardless. He was gonna sell regardless. Oh, yeah, he's, he's long overdue. He's literally two years. He, ha- he has his 2014 base. December was when that other shit dropped. Yep. So, and I, I, I hate to say this, but I ain't listen. I haven't, man. I have, it's been a minute since I listened to a whole rap record. Like, if, if, if you're, unless you're putting out something that's sort of alternative nowadays, I'm probably not listening to the whole thing. And it's just really just because. I just don't fuck with a lot of artists no more. And there are so many artists out there to listen to, I can't keep up with them all. It's just too... Come on, man. You got you, Gambino. All these, all these new new cats, too. Yeah, you know, I, I got mad love for Gambino. I'm glad it's an R&B album. It feels good to listen to. It feels good to ride to. I like his album. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kid Cudi's album's going to be good. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I hope it's like not I told you, rap, I hope, I, hope it's, I hope it's more of that Man on the Moon stuff. <sighs> That's what I'm hoping for. Because Indy Cud... Wizard, whatever. I liked Wizard for for certain reasons. That, it just came out of perfect that time. Speeding Bullet. Speeding Bullet. I ain't heard all of Speeding Bullet. That's why I was saying that I Satellite, didn't feel like it was... Satellite. Uh, like, all those have missed me. It, it, it wasn't necessary for Kid Cudi to drop. I feel like it's not necessary for Drake to drop. I feel like Views just I, came out six months ago. I think I think. And Drake's I still haven't even I think Drake's trying to prove a point. To who? No idea. Your music is the same for the last four years. I'm from Canada... I got hoes everywhere from Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I'm from Canada, and I got a lot of money, and I love Rihanna. That's his music. I don't have time for his shit no more. I I don't I, I don't have time for him singing anymore. I just want to give me some bars. Let me get drunk and listen to his radio singles, and I'm good. I don't care about his albums no more. His albums have no substance, literally no substance to me. That's why people love J Cole because J Cole has so much substance, but all that substance can become overbearing though. Because niggas are dumb these days. Niggas can't keep up with all that substance. No. He out there trying to tell niggas how to read. He's trying to teach you how to read. Niggas don't know how to read. Meek Mill. That nigga Meek Mill, don't get me wrong. I, I, I respect Meek Mill as a, a hungry artist. But at the end of the day, that nigga Meek Mill, all that bragging and shit, it's like, bro, like, all you talking about is your money and the fact that you got Nicki Minaj. I'm like, bro, I don't have those things. I can't relate to you. So why am I listening to you all day? And you're doing that over a series of albums. Uh, that's all. Like, he what's does. going on? Like, like, what's going on in your life? Nothing. Nothing else. He's just dodging probation, having sex with Nicki Minaj, and making money up north. Cause I ain't seen that nigga down south, and I don't know how long. I mean, he may go to Atlanta, but I ain't. He ain't had a concert out in the Houston in the wind. I ain't seen that nigga no Houston yeah, concert like, in a wow. minute. I ain't saying nigga California or nothing. That nigga been in Atlanta. Miami, you know, he's still kind of kind of kind of halfway on house arrest. Too, he need to so stay you know, on that shit. He can't go too Cause far. Cause that nigga ain't talking about nothing I want to hear. I'm sorry. It's only a few artists that I talk about shit I want to hear. It's crazy as it sounds. I like hearing about niggas talk about love. That's why I can fuck with Chance. I can fuck with Childish. You know, I can even fuck with Big Sean because that uh, that 2080 album, it's a solid album. It's real shit. Yeah. Like, when you get to a certain age, you want to hear about real shit. And love and struggle is real shit. That's why that's, what we're, that's what we're going through right here yeah. in our, at, at this stage in our life. That's so why the relatable. weekend is important to me. Like, I can listen to the weekend because it's, even though he be on some fly stuff sometimes, I can listen to the weekend because what he's talking about, love, struggle, trying to make money, how he made it. And it's motivation. But hearing the niggas just bragging my ear all day, that don't motivate me. Yeah, I may slip in a little two chains every now and then to hear some ratchet shit, but I'm not listening to two chains every day. Yeah, you know, so that's not that's not the anthem. Bottom line, 
You know, bottom line. That's why. That's why I just, a lot of this radio music, man. I just I hear it. And I'm like, if I'm if I'm sober, I can't hear. I can't listen to it. I'd rather listen to talk radio. You know, that's why. And I feel like when I'm listening to talk radio, at least I'm learning something. You know, I, I'm not learning nothing from these niggas. It's just bragging about the fact that they have money. I don't give a fuck. I want to hear somebody talk about bragging about them. They got money. I'm gonna put on some old Master P. I'm gonna put on some old Cash Money. Them niggas had money. Yeah, the niggas had money, money in '99. They had ridiculous money. Nowadays, the type of money niggas, everybody, it seems like everybody made the same amount of money nowadays. You know, so nobody's really just through the roof. That, that's know? that's a standard rate, and that's what everybody's getting Pretty paid. Much. The standard rate. Because I'm thinking the way Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Yachty, Kodak Black, I feel like all the niggas making the same. They all making the same amount savage. of money. What they really do? They just a bunch of ignorant niggas talking about ignorant shit to a bunch of ignorant people and. But then I also realize that I'm not their target audience anymore either. We say that, but to me, it almost feels like if you're making hip hop, your your target audience is hip hop listeners. Well, see, their target it's it's always weird because their target audience isn't the one audience with money. Like we're the audience with money now. Like we can go buy albums, we can go to concerts True. and stuff like that. But your target audience is seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds who are still on the tit. So that's that's what that's what that's that's why Kanye shows sell out because his target audience is us and we have the money. True. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I just look back at it, I'm like, man, I was 14, 15 years old when Jada Kiss and them was out and I doubt they was they was targeting me. I mean they was just they was just making quality music and and all I knew was quality rap. So I'm gonna listen to Jada Kiss. I'm gonna listen to Dipset. You know, I didn't care about how do I say? I didn't care about necessarily. I mean, every now and then they, they bragged about money and stuff and, and, and getting money, but there was a lot of substance in their music compared to what I'm hearing now. Like, I literally hear records now and I just want to go break the records in half and be like, good <laughs> Don't Lord, play it ever again. Why am I listening to this music? Like, it doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm off that. Like I said, I felt like J. Cole just, he just put out a record that kind of was just on some. It was on some in general shit. If the shoe fits, wear it. And it just sounds, the timing was so perfect. Maybe that's why he chose to drop right now. He was like, damn. What Jay, what Kanye going through? What Kid Cudi going through? This shit. Why not? This mm-hmm. perfect timing. And I know these people, they know the type of audience they're dealing with. They're dealing with an audience that have a short-term memory. And this audience today loves negativity. They thrive off it. They thrive off the drama. So why not put out a record that has some aggression and some uh, question marks that needs to be raised? Because you know what? It's going to blow up your timeline. You need your timeline to be blown up so I can get you to pre-order my shit. And people going to sit there and think, oh, is he talking about Kanye? Is he talking about Drake? Is he talking about Wale? Is he talking about Jay-Z? It doesn't even matter. Doesn't Just matter. buy the record because you know what's going to be funny? When you buy his album and nothing else on his album has anything to do with that. Yeah. I mean, everything has to do with For Your Eyes Only. You know, that's the dope part. I like that. That's what about, I like. It's all about marketing. It's all about marketing. You're, you, It's a business. This is America. This is a capitalist country. You have to be out here and your goal has to be to make money. It can't be to give money away. And like, And like you said, People are surprised that their favorite rappers don't don't write their own rhymes. Their favorite R and B singers don't write their own songs. No, but they look better than that person that was writing that song. Fuck yeah, you gonna go buy a Beyonce record before you buy a Fantasia album? Definitely. And it's just simply because you think Beyonce looks better. 
they and both, some and some people they both can get it, but it, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I was thinking about something the other day. I was thinking about how when I see people online doing a lot of extra shit, it kind of opens the door to people feeling like you shouldn't be discreet. Because I feel like me and you are very private people. That's why when I look at you, I say, you're real low-key and you don't really seem to present yourself in a way that you even want people to even mess with you. And I feel like that's kind of normal. And I feel like the big question is, whatever happened to privacy? Like, why do I have to be this person that Snapchats every single day or posts selfies on Instagram every day? Or you need to know where I'm at on Facebook every single day. Like, literally, like, what happened to privacy? And do you think privacy is another thing that's kind of pushing this generation in a, in a direction that is negative, in a negative direction? I think I think privacy has become how how much of it you can give out, if that makes any sense. Like, the more, the, the more privacy you don't have, the more accessible you think you are, because it's all about an ego trip now. People... <sighs> People want. I gotta post this selfie and get this six billion likes. I got. I gotta post this selfie and say, you know, I used to be ugly, and you know they passed on me at middle school, and now they. Yeah, what's that challenge? The dub challenge. It's yeah. like, why are you? Why it's, are you it's, opening it's fake self gratification? It is because to me, it's almost like I don't need to know what you looked like fifteen years ago. That's something that you should keep private because everything that I see of you now. I need to see of you now in a hit like what's ahead. I don't care about your past. The but only the only way I would door. the only way I would care about your past is if we finna be if we're finna start dating and be in a relationship. I need to know what you look like fifteen years ago because I want to make sure you're a woman. That's one I want to have ugly ass kids. I, no, no, not even that. I need to see your baby picture. Make sure you've been a woman your whole life. I need to make sure I ain't had no ugly ass kids. I need to make sure you've been a woman <laughs> playing, your I'm whole playing, life. Playing. Yeah, that is true. That's. To me, that's the scary thing about just meeting certain people online too. People always fail to realize, like, hey, you you chopping up the, with this with this girl, but you today is she thirty thirty one? It's a good chance that you can't see that Adam's apple. It's a good chance that she done reconstructed her genitalia, and that's that's some scary stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, if 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 I don't got no mutuals, I don't know a lot about you. I'm probably not gonna fuck with you like that anyway. And once again, that's why I like to make physical contact with people and actually meet people in person. I don't mind that, but the whole I don't know. But this day and age is like okay. Let me let me Snapchat from the moment I wake up to the moment I go go about to bed. What what's that important I, about my day? I, because I want to let you know that if you want to rob me, it's okay because I keep Snapchatting that I've been away from the house all goddamn day and that you can go run through my shit right now. Straight what up. That's what that's what. Boom! I'm at the nail salon. I'm at fucking Fridays or Cheddar's or whatever. And it's like, who's really out there caring? Not only do I not care, but it's almost like, why do you want me to know what you're telling me right now? What is the importance of what you're telling me? That's why I've always respected people more that put something inspirational up. That's why I always respect the people more that seem like they're trying to motivate you to do more than just sit around all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody wakes up in the morning, they're saying, okay, getting back to the grind, going back to work for to put in my, my 8 to 5 and do my, my best job. And I don't see them no more to the end of the day So when they hit the gym or they're picking up their kids from school. And it's not excessive. It's just enough to where I feel like, okay, cool. You know, 
I know this person's still alive. They didn't have a car accident today. And they're just letting me know, hey, I got up today. And I'm about, to, I'm, about, I'm about to lay in bed and I'm going to wake up. And that's they feel like people need to know that. I feel like that seems more normal than a person telling me, hey, I'm in a meeting today. Or I'm in I'm I'm on, I'm on this I'm on this phone call. Oh, I'm about to get on this flight. Oh, I'm about to go to happy hour. Oh, this is my third shot. This is my fourth shot. This is my fifth shot. I shouldn't have drank this much. I shouldn't have drank this much. Oh damn, I got a hangover today. My nigga, why are you telling me all this information? Cause I don't care. But but, but at the same time, we have the option to choose to turn them off. Of course, we have that option. We have that option. But, but also, also, my, motive, also, my thing is, what's the motivation for that? Attention, and that's sickening. We and also, off but that. also, I, I look at people at this too. You know, you take a picture with you and 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 your 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 daughter or whoever, and it's a feel good picture. It's a feel good moment. And you want everybody you to see want it. to share it. I'm cool with that. But you taking this selfie from the same angle that you take every single day is not necessary. It ain't necessary at all. What the see attention is a drug. It's oh, a yeah. drug. So what I'm getting to here is, you're we people look at people having you know ADHD like oh they can't they can't keep their mind on one thing, but my thing is the obsession with attention seems to be more of a disaster to a person's char- character than anything these days because it's almost like you want so badly for people to say oh you look good. Oh, you want to put the heart eye emojis under her picture to make her feel good. She needs that. And it's almost like, man, what happened to self-love? It's Why do you need this social media love if you have self-love? You have your family, don't you? Or does your family not love you? And if your family doesn't love you and it's bothering you, go see a therapist. Because this fake love you're getting online, because let me tell you something. 75% of these dudes that's leaving the hard eyes under you, under your picture, just want to have sex with you. That's it. And you're going to get mad and call them thirsty more than want to just have sex with you. So what is the purpose of this? Oh, you're just putting, them, you're just putting this up there because of why I love myself. I'm doing this for me. You're only doing this for you. Like I said before, if you're only doing it for you, well, send it to your closest friends. Keep it in your phone. Look at it yourself. It's only for you. Yeah. You're putting it out there because you want that You're putting attention. it out there for consumption. I post this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, for Tumblr consumption. for consumption. You need people to see it. I want you to click play. I want you to listen because I got something to give you. I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? I want this podcast to be heard around the world. You know what I'm saying? I don't just want 15, 20 people to you know, hear it. I want... Hundreds and hundreds of people to hear it because I want to I want to hear other opinions and I want people to hear mine. Everybody wants their opinion to be heard, just like everybody wants their ass to be seen. Apparently, everybody wants to see that you know that you know people want to see their tits or whatever. And at the end of the day, why are you selling it? Is it is it for sale? Can I buy it? Because when some guy gets out there and says something out of line, you gonna fire him up, fire his ass up with the quickness. And to me, that's not fair because we all grew up in a world where people, if, if, if I, if my, if my, if I walk into a, if I'm at 25, 20 years old, I walk into a, a female's house and then she has a 11, 12 year old daughter that, that has her, you know, some, 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 some short shorts on. She go tell her daughter to go put her clothes on. Right. Right. You know, and go put some pants on or, you know, go put some clothes on before you come out. Or if my if I'm in the house with my girl and my son is coming, she's going to make sure she puts some clothes on because it's almost, I'm not saying that it's human nature for dudes to look at an ass, but at the same time, 
sexual tension and and class is something that just happens to, you know, they happen to clash with each other. From and time especially to time. with a child who doesn't know how to handle these sexual emotions. Yet. Exactly. Some men don't either. Some oh, some men never. Some, do. some you like I said, you got thirty year old man, and he's you see, he's a twelve year old girl with a with a blooming body, and he sees it, and it's like, why does little girl run around with her ass out? It's just it's just not healthy. So my point is, you know better. You a lot of us grew up in those type of environments, so we know that we grew up in an environment to where we needed to be conservative in order to make sure that order was instilled in the household you know we don't have we don't need any type of toxic energy in the air because somebody got their ass out and somebody is possibly um how do i say gonna have sexual advances thrown their way because somebody can't control their urges you know what i mean so you never know who's in your household like my i know my girl my girl knows me my son knows my son know you know everything is fine but at the end of the day you don't want to bring that energy energy in the air because it can cause problems. Yeah. It's just like temptation. Don't even, don't even introduce the fruit. Yes. Why? Don't even introduce the you fruit. You know, because more than likely when you introduce the fruit, temptation is going to blossom. Don't introduce the fruit and don't entertain the serpent. Plain and simple. But once that fruit is introduced, it's for some people it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like, you got people out here that are undercover pedoph- pedophiles. No, we have pedophiles and, mm-hmm. and and rapists, and you just don't know. You got a thousand people following you, and the the it, it out of every eight guys, one of them is a rapist. You got a lot of rapists following you, and that's and that's why that's why I've always been kind of iffy about people having a bunch of people on their social media accounts, and then you post pictures of you and your kids. That's scary. Because there's a creeper out there who you don't know. It has know to be. It has to be. That you're just like, oh, they followed me. You know, boom, I just needed another follower. I got another follower. And he's, they're, they're strategically picking through your pictures, looking at your children. Exactly. That's, that's fucking disgusting. And it happens. You have to be aware of the world that we're in now. They are aware. That's why when they're leaving from your house or they're leaving from your apartment or wherever, they want you to walk them to the car. Because they know what's out there. Yeah. They want you, they want you to come pick them up. They want you to make sure that they get to the car door. They want you to walk them to certain places. They want to feel safe. That's why when you send somebody off, you tell you tell them, hey, all right, bro, be, be safe. Because everybody knows the reality of the world. It's not a safe place. So why all of a sudden when you get on social media, you automatically think everything is safe, everything is fine and dandy. Nigga, it's not. The, you, in, the, internet, the internet is, is the real, real world. Did you say that? <laughs> I've said that before. Can you repeat it again? This shit is real. The this internet shit is, is the real, real world. At first... Especially before the Kermit memes, I took a lot of stuff lightly. But the Kermit memes made me realize something. Niggas ain't shit. And it just reinforced the fact that niggas ain't shit because people will post things. And I'm like, every now and then I'll be like, oh, I ain't going to take that shit serious. But people are starting to really get to the point where like, I'm posting shit that represents me. If it's on my page, it's my blog. And everybody knows what a blog is or a vlog is. If it's going on your blog or your vlog... This is a representation of you. Why are you putting something on your page that doesn't represent you? You know what I'm saying? If you at a strip club and you post it on your page, you letting people know I like strip clubs. Yeah. You you putting make you, you ain't you ain't put man, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. Exactly. Cause that caption says a lot. 
You know what I'm saying? If you're at that strip club and the caption don't match what, what, the, what the video was showing, I may be a little confused, but at least I get your word. I'm like, oh, I may be able to take your word for it. But nowadays, I kind of feel like you got to take social media a little bit serious because social media is no longer just flat 2D pictures of, of selfies. Social media is turning into, this is who I am. I'm here to make you laugh at the fact that I ain't shit. I'm a whore, or I'm, a, you know, or I'm a dog ass and, nigga. And ninety percent of my communication with you is through social media nowadays. So how, how else am I supposed to know you aside from social media? Oh no, oh no, you always you always on social media with this out and this out. How am I supposed to know that that you you got your PhD and that you're you know you're this and that? I don't ever see you posting pictures of, of, boom, I got these diplomas, I got this. This is what you're posting pictures of, so this is what I perceive you and as. And if you do I post, post that. I post nothing but pictures of no boundaries, so when you perceive me, it's like. That nigga all podcast. about his business. It, it, he's, he's podcast, he's no boundaries, so whatever he says is no boundaries, that's who I can take him for. But if you were to post shit about diplomas and graduation, what are you doing? To me, you're just inserting more pictures into your online blog. Yeah. It's your online profile. This is your diary. This it, it really this is. is your diary. That's all social media has come to. I don't care if it's Facebook, Snapchat, any. I don't care what it is. These things are stuff that most of the stuff you can save now because on Snapchat you got stories. So a lot of this stuff you can save because you can look back at it and you can be like, this is who I once was if you change. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like, this is who I am. You know what I'm saying? So social media is real. Like 2016, social media is fucking real. You can communicate through social media. That meaning people can contact you through social media if they need to get a hold of you. Yeah. Nine times, a lot of people have most likely have social media to where it pops up right on their phone when they're, you know. You can get paid through social media? Exactly. Social media is the Social media is a job for some people who figured it out. A good job. A, a really good job. job. Some people who lucked up. So, therefore, I mean, so, I can't, we talk about this because we talk about privacy, but it's gotten to the point where privacy is is no reason to, for, for people to just really be totally private when they can make money off of not being private. You know what I mean? So there is benefits to being to not being private. That's why so many people expect you to not be private. So, so when you are private, there is a negative stigma to it because they look at you like, hold on, what are you hiding? When, when, when in fact, it's, you're just a traditional person and you just kind of feel like, all my business doesn't need to be online. You know, like those people don't exist anymore. Like, I would say out of the more, most of the people I deal with nowadays, if they're not a social media person, that means they're like literally not a social media person. That means that if they do have social media, they just being nosy. Yeah, they're just you lurkers. Know? They're just they're literally just lurkers, you know. So, if you're on social media nowadays, you're active on there, and you want people to see you. You want people to see what you're doing, like myself. No boundaries. I want people to see no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Snapchat. If I see something funny, I want to see. I want people to see the funny shit that I found. If I'm in the gym, I don't mind see people seeing I'm, uh, I'm in the gym. I either want to motivate them or I want to. I want them to see my progress. You know what I'm saying? Is it? Is it? Is it? Am I being desperate for attention, or or do I just want some type of attention that just motivates it? Who knows? And that's why I tell people all the time: wanting attention doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's only to me negative when it becomes obsessive, and when it becomes obsessive, people should recognize it. That's just that's how I see it. I love my privacy though. I like being discreet. Keeps people wondering. 
I don't even I don't even care about people wondering. That keeps people out of your business. Yeah, true. But and then and, and the, the, and the, the and moment the best not I'm not gonna say the best, but the well, I guess I am gonna say the best. The or the easiest. The easiest way for somebody to bring you down is from the inside out. True. And then you let them inside, you give them all the tools they need to bring you down. Yeah, yeah. That is true, so yeah. I think that was a pretty effective episode. I think the alcohol helped. It really did. <laughs> I, it really did. It really did. But um, words of advice? I got some. Oh, I got I some. You see that? You see I'm that? Pull that? I pulled it up. I was ready. I, I felt it coming when you do the little pause that lead to the words of advice. I was ready for it. Check it out. Words of advice for this week. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. So don't dwell on what you've what you've done in the past and think that it's going to prevent you from overcoming it and having a successful future. And I don't know some other stuff that, that goes along with that. That alcohol just hit one more time. Wow. But yeah, every saint has a past. Every center has a future. It's self-explanatory. And if it's not explained it to yourself. Okay. Okay. Well, we were supposed to talk about um, this little quote that we found that said, if women paid more attention to a man's motives, and intentions for his behavior instead of how his actions made them feel, relationships will be a lot more successful. I mean, so I don't think I do I need to read that again. I'm gonna read it again. Read it one more time. If a women if women pay more attention to a man's motives and intentions for his behavior instead of how his actions made them feel, relationships will be a lot more successful. And that was a uh, quote by Terry Daron, whoever the hell that is. Um I feel what he's saying. Um, but realistically, I personally don't think that that is possible because I think that females are, I mean, they're, they're, they're feeling, they're sensitive creatures. They feel. So with that being said, I think it's almost, once again, I think it's impossible to find someone that is going to look at your actions and just take them for what they are. They're gonna always say, "Oh, gonna, your actions hurt me. me feel they made me feel this way." Yeah. I don't think that women are beings of that nature. So, with that being said, I think men need to accept that reality and, and say to themselves, "Well, if I'm going to act this way, I gotta accept the fact that she's probably gonna turn in to this type of person because I I'm acting this way. So, I'm either gonna do two things: I'm either gonna change who I am, or I'm gonna get the fuck away." And you know me. You you know me. <laughs> I know you. We all know you by now. And if we don't know nothing, we know you. And with that being said. <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?